you know, you always get shit like people talking shit about you calling you search from third base or, you know, I was fat and I had, I was fat and I had like a, um, like a, a low cut Caesar. So people uh-huh. always call me fat Joe, you know, like, so like, oh, those were the Joe. things that I had to deal with, but <laughs> that's a know, funny word. I wouldn't it even sort of just comes with the territory. Yeah. You're like, yeah, all right. Cauliflower, one of the worst scientifically made vegetables ever known to man. You're wild. You never had the the, bar, the the buffalo joints my wife makes. It's not real. It's it's not so real. That joint like, would change I, your life. Why am I eating petri dish broccoli? Like I'm not fucking with cauliflower. Because you could do whatever you want so, to it. Yeah, but it's white because it's been devoid of everything. It's like that tofu trickery. Get out of here. Oh, stop. Like it's like drained of everything. No, seriously. Like, look, wow. man, don't give me any gelatinous. Boy, morph this into what you want. Like, give me food yeah. with, with, with a root, open with a history. Mind, open my mind. This food has <laughs> it's timeless. It wasn't be, it wasn't born and it didn't die. It's just here for us to manipulate with yeah. sauces and stuff. Wait, no, cauliflower fuck that, is. Man. Yeah, cauliflower was made in a lab, dog. No, no cauliflower was lab. It was made in a lab. It's not real. You're wild. Cauliflower's not real. No, I'm not. I'm not. This is not even a conspiracy. It's, it's not real. Yeah, along with tilapia. This is news to me, man. Tilapia is made in a wait, lab. Wait, 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 wait. You think tilapia is like out in the ocean and shit? That's where they got it. Yeah, what, what are they making in a room? Yeah, tilapia didn't exist. It, look, yeah. oh, no, look up. Tilapia didn't exist until like the 90s. Yeah, there's no such thing as a tilapia. It's no such what? thing as a tilapia. I don't eat the disgusting shit, so I wouldn't know. No, I didn't, and I'm gonna tell y'all, I didn't even know tilapia really until I came to Philly, and they sell it more out here, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's true. And yeah. then I looked it up; it's literally like made in a lab. And so it's called tilapia. Anyway, a lot of times when you get like, oh wait, no, there is a tilapia. I just looked it up; it is a real fish. Really? But I it's look. The, there's another. There's another reading of it saying they made it. I swear, it's not even like I'm not even like wrong. on my conspiracy. To, no, wild. seriously, like no, no, I heard that as well. Yeah. Because it, right, it doesn't on. exist like back in the day. Like that's the it's only thing. It's a sustainable like... farm-raised fish. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. No problem. So maybe yeah. it's a hybrid. Maybe it's like yeah, a hybrid. Right. But you know, like sometimes too. when you get scallops, right? You should never get the giant scallops because a lot of times they're just like a white fish. Like oh, and they chop it up. White fish. The yeah, they just they chop it up. It's almost like a chicken nugget. Like they just make a giant piece of it and then punch out holes. You've been like punch out a hole. Get yeah. the little ones. Yeah, and then you uh, you know yeah you need a little divot. Oh, that's fucked up. Because scallops yeah. is whoa real scallops from whoa yeah. like real freshwater scallops. Like mm, that's some other shots are some scallops, bro. Pump that joint. Oh yeah, scallops. that's yeah, it is. Scallops. sold out. Wrecking crew. Videos up though. You can watch that. You can watch the great. It's one of my favorite videos we ever did. It's a great it joint. Is. Shouts to F. Pat Murray. Directing no, that joint. Um, word. No other shout outs whatsoever. No other shout outs whatsoever. Y'all can draw all the conclusions with all that statement. Whatever you want. All the actors are good yeah, in here. Yeah, but that's about it. Yo, man. Oh, and Y. Arca for the beat. Bang. That's the Y. Arca. He's so Arcatron. He's got a new album out called Space Bridges, I think. That joint's crazy. Yep. The Space Bridge. Space Bridge. Okay. So what do we have for folks? What do we have uh, for, gentlemen? I, I think uh, me and Alaska are the foremost experts on this topic. 
True indeed. Perhaps because we are somewhat the embodiment of this topic. We really are. Yeah, y'all on the are. spectrum. If there's a we spectrum, like spectrum. with autism, y'all are on the spectrum. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely on the spectrum. Motherfucking YT rap. White. Yeah. White rappers. Yeah, white rappers. Y- and- uh, the, the, wait, the young people, what they call it these, these days? W-Y-P-I-P-O. White people. White people. White people. Oh, uh, I just know that the, the letter yeah. Y-T is like the way on Twitter to shit on white people. Yeah. Or W-Y-T. But, it, but it's also it, the way people talk about circuit. YouTube, so a lot of times they get really confused. Uh, no, that's why right. it's W-Y-T. People do W-Y-T for white. Yeah. Now, because um, it helps with the searches and, yeah, just it, phonetics. You know, people do phonetics to get around things. Yeah. Um, I know somebody that took the, the E out of one of his Eminem comments and put like a star just so people wouldn't find it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, you're wild. So, so, yeah, you know. uh, anyway, um, that was ironic. Okay, was. so. Uh, so here, the, this, this week's topic, uh, we, we had in the stash, um, probably right before the holidays at some point, to do an episode about um, the trend that Alaska noticed of indie underground white rap fans from 10 15 years ago slowly morphing into white nationalists skinheads neo-nazi whatever the hell you kkk whatever they want to brand themselves tiki torches tiki Tiki torches they will not be forgotten they will not be replaced they will not be the jews will not erase us don't they say that too the jews want to erase us they don't they don't actually (laughs) they, they just say we will not be erased Right. I got that, but, but is in... there Jew? Is there anti-Semitic rhetoric in in these newer oh, groups? Yeah. Am I making that up? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just oh I just yeah. want to make sure. Okay. Okay. It's I it's mean, like you know what it's like the Fernem dog. You know what it's like? It's it's like how like we're still sampling like Nautilus and the Funky Drummer. They're like, yep, we still got to touch <laughs> on that. We we, okay, we got to go to the original yeah, sample crates. We got to dig in those crates. Old, old goodie. That's an old goodie. <laughs> it's a staple, yeah. right? So, but we need to shout out because. Try by twelve. DMC beating your freestyled year. over, freestyled over. Try by twelve. <laughs> Mantronic um, drums. Don't forget the Mantronic drums. Mantronic drums. Oh my right. god. So, uh, yeah. no, the, so anyway, yeah, so that's we, well, well, we wanted we wanted to touch on it, but the homies, uh, John and Josh at a uh, serious rap shit, they they nailed it. Um, serious. So, rap so shit. We, we were gonna we were gonna you know kind of coffer it, and then, um, and last week or whenever this well this will probably air this week I hope, um. Mac Miller and Eminem both drop albums the same day. So I was like, hmm, this might be a good time to talk about like the the, the total uh, lifespan and trending of white people in rap and all the different lanes you can go with it. So I, and did, did either one you got you right on time. What's up? Right on time. And also because it's like the, the white stars converging. So you got the Mac Miller. Yeah. Posthumously, you got the Eminem release, and you also got this one white rapper in a recent rap battle. Can I read yeah. what he said? Do it. We can. Everything right. comes in threes, what's his name? man. It's the What's magic his number. Name? White Jim. I don't. I actually didn't. I actually didn't read it that far. White Jim. Um, what's yeah, his name? I, just, I have no idea. White, let's call him White Jim. White Jim. He white had a big Jim beard. From the white Jim, <laughs> white white Jim, Jim from the office. White Jim from the office. Jim Halpern. And he start. He's he's um he's he's, he's, setting, <laughs> he's he's laying his battle down. His opponent is to the left of him. And he go and clearly, like I just want to get it clear. He's there's no mixing this guy. He's white, red beard, you know. Uh, he's a uh, action Bronson S, but I don't want to short him that way. But he is okay. kind of short stubby, right? He's giving. He has a typical battle stance, little hand movements and stuff. He what? mentions a gun right before this. Something um, pull out. Mm-hmm, and he said good. David. Then he said David Blaine Holyfield. I got magic in these hands, and they'll <laughs> fuck you up. 
I ain't like these other rap battle rappers. They talk too much. Saying I can't use the N-word in this battle. My nigga, I just, boom, and that's when he got punched in the face. Wow. So he didn't even get to finish his line. And um, I brought that up, not to show uh, like any negative angle of white rapping. We're going to touch on it all tonight. But just there's levels of appropriation, um, and you have to know what you're dealing with while you're doing it. And he clearly didn't. And the funny thing is, you know, there's interesting, there's a lot of interesting things going on in that clip, but another like black dude started defending him and shit like that. But I thought right then that's a teachable moment. You're going to yeah. get punched and let that roll. And then maybe mm. now we could talk about why did you do that? Because not only did he try to sneak the word in, he set it up yeah. with a battle line. Yeah, it was a punchline. So now we're taking, we're going on it twofold. Yeah, edgelord, great. It's, we're taking it twofold because you're making it a punchline and you're saying like, well, I can say anything. I'm battling. And you say, I can't say the N-word. Well, my nigga, bam. That's the punchline because he got punched on that line. So it, it yeah. didn't work, but it did work. Right. I'm a punchline. <laughs> punch I am the punchline. But anyway, I just wanted, you know, we got the three things circling and stuff. So a lot going on. So this is a great time to talk about. Yeah. Whitey's yeah, coming it, threes. It's um, important times in white rap music. It's really important. It is. It is. And when I, and listen, y'all, we're going to be, listeners, we're going to be jovial. We're going to be sarcastic. But this is, we're being serious because right now I'm on the, I'm on the line. With two of the greatest white rappers ever, oh, and not just thanks. to pigeonhole them or corner them, but you know they are—they know who they are, and they roll with me. And shit, you know what I'm saying? And not that I, I give them any weird ass cosign. They don't—I'm not their one <laughs> black friend of the universe. Don't think that. But I'm just laying it out. This is something we wanted to talk about. We're gonna talk about it, and um, it's a good time to talk about it. So I—I yeah. I succeed the floor because I'm definitely a passenger on this on this train. All right, so Pete, uh, this ready? Let's so go. I think I'm the only person on the call that listened to both Eminem and Mac Miller. The new album. Yeah, that is true. That's okay. true. I actually nice. listen to more of the Eminem record, even though I know I'll enjoy. <laughs> When's the last time you said that in sentence? I actually listen to more of the Eminem record. I mean, and, shit. Uh, sometimes, man, I run screaming from Eminem records. Like I leave them on my porch and I just run down my block. Ah! Yeah, I, I think the yeah. downside of streaming is that it's allowed me to listen to the last three Eminem albums. Like, on if they were day. physicals, you would have not. You no. would, you would just, no, I, not. I leave them joints on okay. the shelves at Target on the end cap. I'm like, I don't, I'm not. That's not for me. I'm good. And I'll just go about the rest of my day. Um, but now streaming, I'm like, the curiosity is there. And, you know, yeah. I, like to make, I like to make fun of him on Twitter with it. Um, you know, and, and the good news, and the good thing now is, like, everybody's now in on the joke on my timeline. Like, everyone's like, this guy is ridiculous. <laughs> so that's fun, you know, for me. Um, but anyway, so the new record is an interesting, or not interesting, it's bad, as 95% of his catalog is. And he, um, but it's, it's, it's interesting in the sense that he has listening to it objectively as, you know, I used to love this guy, you know, he was a big part of my life early, early on. Um, so I'm never going to, well, it's clearly evident and not to interrupt, but the first thing that I got from the record was he, he actually listened. He listened to all, to what we were saying, not as fuel to write more rippity rippity raps. Mm-hmm. But just like, oh, maybe I should slow down and, and check out what's going on currently, and I can rap mm-hmm. about that. That's the that's the first main thing that comes out. It's like, oh, let me slow down and reintegrate my music into the current world, not some DVDs I binged on in my basement. <laughs> Actual you know DVDs. What I'm he doesn't even stream. He, um. Like his his last couple of albums were like uh, Gene Hackman and Enemy of the State. He's like in his jar. He's pissed <laughs> off at Will Smith and shit. 
He doesn't know what's going on. He's listening to eight tracks, but he I digress. Go ahead. So, anyway, so <laughs> he um so uh he he what 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 inspired the idea for this episode was listening to the record objectively and thinking on his career, right? And he shines brightest when he doubles down on white shit. Meaning he he has mastered the black art of rapping while his music bears no resemblance to black music. Mm-hmm. And so there's no soul, there's no gospel, there's no funk, there's no jazz in his records. So trap is kind of perfect for him because trap is like a cold, like synthetic sound. There's no like, there's no like Al Green in it. You know, there's no Clyde Stubblefield in it. There's no Grant Green. It's a it's a well, newer the, the imagination. The rhythm from trap comes with the uh, drums, with the you know the triple triple. Right, and know, he's obsessed with like rhythms. Like he's that. obsssed with like patterns and right. rhythms. Yeah, but he, he's point. not Great into point. like he's not into like man. But then why I just not get really into love... drill like seriously? Like why not get with Chief Keef a little bit? Like actually, yeah, I don't like know. when I, don't I know. his stuff that he dabbles in. This is where the big mistakes come in on the records. He's dabbling, so you always like have committed. If you really want to try it out. I'll give Drake that credit. He he goes in. He changes the accent. Right. He changes vocabulary every record. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He goes in. But um, I'm, but Drake Drake has wrapped on gospel yeah. shit. He's wrapped on house shit. Oh, he's Drake, 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 soul samples there's no arm there's none of that and then when you there's get a lack to, of swing with his early yeah there's like a certain there's a lack of it's, swing. it's certain like, like whimsical rebellious rascal middle fingers up laughing whatever which is cool the second album is like the beginning of like the gray dark cold aftermath chords lashing out at the world you know martial matters and also yes. cool but again there's no, no there's no R&B, so like, which is the basis of rap? Basis of rap is R&B, like chic, good times. You know what I mean? So, so let me ask you this: Are you getting to? And I just want to jump to it. Are you yeah. getting to the fact that there's some white rappers that aren't appreciating the black musical culture that they're engaging in, and that way they're well, that's what, cutting that's themselves what off? Interesting. That's what I think is interesting. So well, I listen to his so. That's been there his whole career. So when he did like Sing for a Moment, Aerosmith, the whitest shit in the world, that joint mm-hmm. works. Toy Soldiers, mm-hmm. that's, the whitest, that's the whitest shit in the world. That works. Say, so, uh, what, what's the Lose Yourself? That's that's some yeah. white shit. That, that's like some, you know, like Eye of the Tiger shit. That shit works for the him. Guitar shit, the guitar shit. Yeah. That works. Burn, you know. yeah. so, um, so then when you went, so I, I play the new album. New album is again a complete disaster with the exception of maybe two songs. Um, but the songs that kind of work are like him doing white shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then you get to like Mac Miller, same day. You know, and he's 10, 15 years younger than him. Mac Miller is like from Pittsburgh, a very super white racist <laughs> part of Pennsylvania. And everyone in Pittsburgh hates everyone in Philly. And everyone in Philly doesn't give a shit about Pittsburgh for the record. Exactly. True sure, sure um, that. <laughs> Pittsburgh is basically sure West Virginia. It's like Pennsylvania. Every every white person there is like has like a buzz cut, wildly racist, you know, whatever. And Mac Miller's from there, but Mac Miller like loved jazz, and he loved like, um, 
like like he loved like uh, what's his name uh, Kamasi Washington and he mm-hmm. he was really fascinated by different textures and sounds. So the new record is you produced tell by John Bryan. By his, you can tell by his releases yeah. what was influenced. Oh, and then also John Bryan not only was produced by him, but he took on the task of finishing the record. So right. there's a lot of his influence on it. You know, after exactly. is there going to be an instrumental version? Um, uh, I think that's a little disrespectful to ask, but I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm I'm not gonna pretend I'm a Mac Miller fan. I'm sad that he's dead, but you know, my I funny thing really about me and Mac Miller is I liked his snot nose skate punk poser phase more so than when he got really musical and rhythmic. I ain't gonna lie, I like the early shit when he was just like a oh, punk kid when he made the song called Donald Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, that but the, that that first that single that was like a common sample. There was like a Lord Finesse. No, he, he rocked on the Lord like Finesse joint. Yeah, the hip to the game. There it is. That's it. Um, that's 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 you know that's always gonna pull me. That's always I'm hypnotized by Lord. But even Finesse. that, think about that. Like like Lord Finesse is like the funky man, funk. Yeah. Oh, and like, didn't they and speak on, on that? that? Did they not speak yeah. on? Like he sued him. They, For, yeah, they uh, had a they had a thing. I sued him. Yeah, Lord yeah, Finesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but they actually um they made good on it. Like, I think, I they think started so, yeah. working together a little right. bit. Yeah, they made good on it. Right. Yeah. But, like, even so, I'm just saying, like, so his approach to music was like, he wasn't ref, like resigned to just like good Charlotte or like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the white shit in the world that Mike Mac Miller would, would be into if he had bad taste. Um, he's more like, like, you know, more, it's more of like a Steely Dan type of Neptunes. It's a really funky, breezy, chill record. It's really cool. It's it's not like a winter album. It's a it's a spring summer album. I'll tell you but, what. He, there's elements of that record that everybody wanted Danny Brown to hit that he didn't. But I digress. Right. So anyway, so I just think it's interesting to think about um, what what should the approach be? Is there a right or a wrong approach? Like, excuse me. I just think it's strange that like realizing after all this time that Eminem has mastered one facet of black music, but his music doesn't show any black music in it like the history you see what i'm saying does that make sense i don't know it's kind of the horse before the carriage let me ask um let me dive in and let's uh let's spread it out if y'all don't mind um i know there was both times individually from both y'all that y'all were like the only white mc in the room let's Mm -hmm. can y'all tell the listeners what that was like and just give them the time frame when y'all started doing it um, I mean, for me, it was like 93 till about until like I got with jokes, really, like, you know, once we started touring and stuff like that. But um, okay. yeah, prior to that, it was like, yeah, I mean, even before I was with Adam's family, I was like the only white kid um, that was in my crew or, you know, and some of us rhymed, some of us didn't. But um, it wasn't really, I think for me at the time. It wasn't something like I was like, oh, I, I need to be around black people or I need to be around this. It was like I liked hip hop music and these were the things I was into and these were my friends and we what we had in common was hip hop. This is what brought us together. And Indeed. at the time it wasn't like – it wasn't the giant sort of commercial monolith that it is now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was you found, you found people that had common interests, right? So it just happened to be the kids that I knew that – were into that were either like <laughs> Indian kids, black kids, uh, Latino kids, 
you know, there's a couple white kids, but they were like still sort of more like fringe players. They weren't like down hard into it the, the way I was into it. Um, so that just sort of became the thing. It wasn't like it wasn't something like I was very conscious of to the point where I was like, Oh, I'm the only white person here. You know, I was like, I'm just with my friends. And then once I started rocking shows, it was sort of like, by then, like, you know, I was around people enough that I knew sort of how to maneuver comfortably in a, in a world that wasn't so my so-called world where I'm supposed to be seen at, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like a white, what people assume white culture was at the time, but I was very comfortable in that environment. So it wasn't like really a weird thing for me. Um, you know, you always get shit like people talking shit about you calling you search from third base or, you know, I was fat and I had, I was fat and I had like a, um, like a, a low cut Caesar. So people uh -huh. always call me fat Joe, you know, like, so like, oh, those right, were the no. things that I had to deal with. But <laughs> That's a you know, funny one. I wouldn't it even sort of just comes with the territory. You're like, yeah, all right. Uh, that's who I am. Right. That's what I look like. That's what you're gonna call me. Did it like. make you uh, um, a stronger MC? Like just kind of going through that, because every MC kind of goes through that in their own little tunnel. Whether you know whether it's racially or skillful. I'm sure it did, but I wasn't but conscious, conscious of it of, at, at the time. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. and, and I see, and it's something actually I noticed as I got older, and I was in more environments where it was predominantly white rappers. I would see like it was sort of like some real kumbaya shit where it's like, yo, everything's valid. Everything's good. Like, you know, this person that just completely jacked somebody else's style, that's fine because you're expressing yourself and this is a safe space for you. Like, you know, you do a show and it's like somebody just completely ripped off soul. You know, like Ooh. their whole persona is like anti-con. You know what I mean? Mm. Um you know, you're just basically doing what they did 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, you sort of, and then you go back into a room where it's like, you know, a predominantly black audience, predominantly black rappers and Latino rappers. You see like the sort of like the different level of attention to the craft, mm -hmm. uh, adherence mm -hmm. to the culture mm -hmm. and understanding of the history and what is rooted in. Like you see the building blocks that came before, and then you see like the excellence in the work that they're doing. And it's, it's really a stark contrast. Mm. So it's not like, you know, that you can't find good rappers in those scenarios where it's like a white room. It's just, there's a different level of, I think, understanding for the most part and a different mm. level of the whole approach is different. Yes. I don't want to say it's like a novelty, but I think for some people it is. Um, mm. but for others, like you, you see like a genuine love of the culture and they just might not necessarily know how to breach the sort of supposed color line that you're not supposed to cross. Mm. Um, or because, they're not I mean, there was that. a, there was, yeah. I, and I, that's the good point right there on the hinge. And I want Zilla to answer the same thing. There was like, but there was a veil that, you know, I, the white MCs I would bump into or just white practitioners that were coming in. It was a lot of respect given, like, I'm kind of on eggshells here. But it, it always broke down to just like basketball. I know not everybody plays, but bear with me. If you could blow, they're going to pick you. Mm, it doesn't yeah. matter if you were purple and shit. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you could rap or if you could hold your own. See, the thing I think that they, they came with accepting certain white rappers is I needed to know that you didn't adhere to the stigma and you weren't just playing makeup. 
So like, yeah. I need you to be around a bunch of black people and not be scared. Yeah. But not mm. thinking something's gonna happen. And that goes with anybody who started getting into hip hop. Black, white, or otherwise, yellow, purple. There was this inherent, oh, somebody gonna shoot, somebody gonna do that. If I saw mm-hmm. you comfortable, then I know you're supposed to be there. If you yeah. look like an agent, then I know you're not supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you're an agent, it's gonna tell me real quick, DT still don't have it. Alas, you know that. They still are wearing their Tims and tucking their jeans. Oh, yeah, yeah, get of out, course. Get out here, detective. Tuck, like, yeah, they tuck know. in sweatshirts. <laughs> wearing whalers gear, talking about, hey, man, you got an eight? <laughs> You got an eighth? What are you talking about? How do you corner? do, fellow kids? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, roll up with the skateboard they, around the they, shoulder. They dress like House of Pain's second record. Oh, who is the man? Oh, Thank you, whatever. <laughs> who is the man with the master plan? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Z, so you, you up. Wait, can, can, I, can I add one more quick thing? Yes, please. What's up, um, could, I think you had asked, like, do, had, did that make me a better MC being in that audience or, you know, being in that world? Yeah. And and I, I think to the extent that I knew at after a point I realized like people are gonna that don't know me are gonna come for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if mm. we're in a cipher, I'm gonna be the one that they pick out because they're gonna think I'm the weak link. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I sort of like realized like I had to be sharp at all times. Yes. Ah. Sure. And sure. so yeah. and, and it came from both sides too, because you would see it would be, you know, somebody new comes in. They're like, all right, there's the white kid. I'm going to take him out. Or if a, another white rapper would come in, they would try to come at you. Like uh, it was yeah. a weird sort of well, like no one, no one hates white rappers more than that white rappers, bro. No one hates yeah. white rappers more than white rappers. So you kind of have to be ready to go <laughs> at any moment. Got you. That's all facts. Right. It's all facts. Yeah. He's right. See? I think I think when you're a white rapper, especially back in the day, you were just always underestimated. So the bar was so low that if you were mildly competent, people were like, "Whoa, holy shit!" Man. <laughs> True. And True. and it, it but it also even like present day, 2020, there's people that I know rock with me because I'm not, you know, an embarrassment, and I'm white, and they're white, and they relate to me a little more than. Maybe a Puerto Rican dude or a black dude. So like that, mm-hmm. that's there. I think like, uh, I, I mean like same thing. I, I, I wasn't you know in the early nineties like that, like late nineties. And then when Eminem hit, it was like yes, like this dude, he's not corny. Holy shit, yes, we can do this. Because by the time yeah. I was like really taken seriously, it was like Eminem, Evidence, L. When I found out Aesop was white, I had like a fucking party in my house. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't know he was white for a minute. His voice was so crazy. I was like, yeah. man, this, when I found he was white, I was like, nah, he has to be like half something, half something. Um, yeah. Well, so the anyway. funny thing with him and Slug, it was always like, well, they got Indian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like part Indian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what Slug was at first. Slug has like all that yeah. shit. He's a he's a total mix bag. Um, like yeah, like, like literally. But um, shit. quick, quick, um, quick call out culture wrecking crew trivia. Um, you could even ask him. Uh, for maybe shit, I don't know, a year and a half, I thought Prem was black, or I actually didn't know, and I had to ask Prem. him. Even in person, <laughs> I had to ask him. I had to ask. I said, "Yo, Prem, I said, uh, you're not black, are you?" He's like, "No, nah, man, from Pennsylvania." He's Filipino. Prime's fucking half Filipino. Yeah, yeah, no, he's but but it's but you got when you meet his mom and she's you know blonde as all that's surprising. Oh yeah, I just oh, yeah. 
Because the funny thing about Prem is he looked one way without hair when he was younger. Then he had more oh, hair. Yeah. He looked a different oh, yeah. way. Yeah, oh, and then he had a lot of media that was in black and white or sepia tone. True. Like Mark Wildeas was like yellow. A, a yeah, lot of right. the stuff with him and right. Willie Green Prem, was like this man. different color. It was blue hue. Yeah. South I, I, well, here, here's the thing I've noticed like in my, in my trials and, and, and travels and all that. It was like I was never scared to be around black dudes. You know, because I, I grew up in the city, so it was like we played basketball, football, half ball, whatever. Like, you're just around people. And then mm-hmm. when you're doing music and you're in high school and, like, you're in the city, you know, like, being the white dude in high school that liked rap in the late 90s, mid the mid to late 90s was, like, very, you know, uh, special. Because it's like, I'm the only white dude that has, like, the alcoholics new cassette. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. it was, like, me and, like, maybe two or three other white dudes. And they were all from, like like Mayfair or Northeast Philly, whatever. So all of us found each other quick. And then the black dudes were like, yo, let, let's trade tapes because they were like, oh, you guys are on the shit. It was like a dope secret society to be a part of back then. Um, mm-hmm. So you knew, you know, like you were definitely in the minority in that world. So you, you, you were, you know, gracious to be accepted, but also like knowing your place. So then um, as time went on, you know, like, like I remember like really like love and evidence because he had like the deep voice and he would be rhyming on, you know, Alchemist beats. He tricked me dilated. for a while, too. Yeah, dial. He's he he Italian as shit. He's super Italian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you like, know what? He, it's, he had the hat backwards. Yeah, even the he curly had, he hair. He had the hat backwards, so you thought he had a fade until he one day he took his hat off and he had this luxurious head of hair. I was like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, your name must be, like, Jer- Jerry or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, like... Jerry. That's, that's Alchemist, a.k.a. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Yo, Jerry, what's up, man? Loves you, undilated. Um, yeah, oh, anyway, man. so, it's just, like... So, anyway, so, uh, finding out more and more rappers were white over the years, you know, and, and having totally different styles, like L and Cage and all these motherfuckers, it was, like... Now, here we are, where it's, like, you know, Logic and Post Malone and all these motherfuckers, like, they're just white as white can be g easy i don't even listen to that dude but people like yeah, that shit exactly. so it's I, I i think the thing i wanted to talk about on this show is I feel like know, that dude's a, a uh, urban outfitters plant or like he, he one dude, he was like there's a dude hoodie allen he's a white dude. hoodie yeah. allen plant he's fucking fucking Fuck plan. That, he's the agent he's a little total dick little dicky you know every suburb dad on the suburbs of philly loves little dicky they fuck with little he's an agent um, yeah, I, I guess um, I guess the question is this then, right? Too, it's like, it's like, um, you know, like I got like later on, like, oh, like you're a fucking Eminem, uh, you know, I love Eminem, so I like rap. I'll probably like you, or like you definitely have some advantages of being white amongst white people oh, yeah. that are like passive, casual rap fans. But then you, but you don't fuck with those people in general because like you're a rap lover and a rap motherfucker forever. Like you don't really care yeah, about right. them. I, I want to impress like people in the cypher and the people that are artists that, that you know i'm in all of or whoever you know and like yeah. you know trying to push chicks and shit which is always fun but you're not into people being like oh like i love uh i love eminem i'll check your shit it's like you don't like rap when you say shit like that to me even to this day like on twitter you know so it's like uh i think i think i guess the question is um so when i was thinking about this eminem record this mac miller record it's like where <laughs> <laughs> your your level of whiteness like it's where where should it be in the music you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. like beastie boys who alaska deeply loathes they 
never pretended they weren't like three Jewish. Oh, they dudes never fronted. Fucking... Yeah, they never, 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 never. Except when they I were mean, wearing, like, like do rags with the cape out early on with Rick Rubin. When like, I started early getting on. into yeah. it, when I started getting into you know rappers in general, even practicing in the nineties, my big thing was like, yo, just don't be a wigger. And meaning like, right. I don't need you to imitate your black friends. I don't need you to say nigga and not feel like you should hiccup or you know, catch a fade like homeboy we talked about earlier. Like, I don't need that. Like, because a lot of times those people are doing it to 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 fit in. You're They're here. Lost. You're already fit. Yeah. Yeah. But but my point is you're present. So you already fit in. Like Cage was a was a classic cat. Like I remember I was robbing the cage one day. This was back in the day I didn't know his material. And so I'm listening to him. And I caught wind of him actually through Eminem. I caught wind of Cage through Eminem because they were beefing. And then he just dropped. I said, like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? What's happening here? Then I see video of him. He was just kind of a disgusting person at that point. And so it was always like, I need to know you're genuine. So let me let me jump into my little uh, leg of this episode. So, mm-hmm. um, and I actually had to confront this. Somebody asked me, as militant as I am and as poor black as my music shows me out to be and stuff, somebody asked me, you know, how I even... Um, how I uh, how do I facilitate with white rappers and shit? Like, how do I even get along with them? If you know, well, think about this. Some of my, in the last yeah. in the last six months, I mean, you, you do a podcast with two white rappers. You yep. have an album with me. You have a fucking yep. EP and album with. <laughs> like, yep. You are on some yep. white shit, bro. You yeah, and so, so somebody bro, asked man. me. They was like, "Well, do they?" They said, "They said, do they even?" You know, when you say certain things in your music, it's just. How did you end up? She just basically was like, I, I hear your music. How you end up, you know, fucking with a bunch of white cats? And um, I had, it was a long explanation on all that shit. And um, I'm not going to regurgitate the whole thing. But like, basically, if nobody knows me, my two favorite MCs are LP and Aesop Rock. Hands down. Mm. And, I, and this is a cat. And it'll give you a little history. I came up on De La Soul from 89. On Nas when he first dropped Wu Tang and all that shit, and I love all of them dearly, and they're definitely high on my list. But there was something that was unlocked, and the brazen creativity of LP first, and then L- and then mm-hmm. Aesop second. And so when people find out at first, it was always shocking. Like I ain't gonna lie, to y'all. In the nineties, mid to late nineties, people was like, "What? Who is that?" Like I would always have to repeat it. I was an Aesop rock, and I would spell it out for people, and then LP. They would get it confused. They would think I was saying whoever, Big L. Like I said, no LP, and it's like, so let, I was like, no ELP. So that threw everybody off. And I just admired these two gentlemen and their level of artistry. That it really didn't matter what color they were, but it did matter because neither one of them was trying to be black, but also they were around black folk. And in Aesop Rock's instance, he was always white. In LP's instance, he was always hip hop. So that's where the ethnicity, you know, mingled, intermingled and shit. And like, uh-huh. you know, just the the rhythm. When when I hear something, I could tell if the rhythm is genuine or if you're forcing something. And I remember like I used to always be like, I ain't gonna lie, puzzled by like soul. And like I'm like, uh-huh. what are you going for? Like, what are you doing? Because the funny thing about soul is all the rest of them was so much better than him. Buck sixty five and all that shit. Like they made sense and shit. Yeah. Dose, obviously, you know, God, legend, dose. And so I didn't get him. I'm like, are you just here for looks, laughs, and giggles? Like, I, and, you know, still, and I'm not dissing the cat. I just never understood when I saw a disconnection there. You know what I'm saying? But then when I started investigating cats, and then what benefited me is I was so into underground, I didn't know what anybody looked like. But I was, you know, I had mm. access to these records and shit. I, you know, I would see features and shit like that. 
And then I remember just letting all that go. Like, you know, I was very prejudiced. I'll, I'll admit that. It was mm. shit. There was a time I wouldn't have known either one of y'all. Seriously, I was really angry. I was angry. Mm. I was very angry. Um, when I when I first got my consciousness, there was a lot of rage in me, and yeah, white folks knew to stay away from me. Like I came across like that. Like don't fuck with. Yo, you, oh, you were the best man at my wedding. You've come a long way, man. I, I know, right? Great. Uh, we we cured it. We fixed it. We really did it, man. I'm gonna but, give you a Stanley uh, Cup. I'm putting you on the Stanley Cup. But not to knock any. Yeah, real real quick, real quick. You know what's crazy? Because yeah. you said your your favorite rapper is LP and Ace. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Because fucking um, what's his name? Uh, I always know that that uh, Alaska's favorite fucking rappers is Sabak Red and Pete Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know that. Sabak. You know Sabak, that. Sabak, man. Come on. Give Sabak, yo, give Sabak a chance, man. He, <laughs> he gave begging 16s just like Ill Bill, man. Ill Bill gets all the love. Sabak gets, you Ill know. Bill was nice. Ill Bill was nice. So I yeah, Ill Bill is nice. He's nice. Yo, Bill I, nice. I've met Sabak a few times. Sabak is a real cool, nice dude. No, no, nice. I shout, yo, shout's yeah, not fiction. I'm, yeah. I'm not shitting on Sabak, but I love that dude. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, man. look, y'all. Listeners, look. I'm biased because I fuck with some of the bangers. Like I said, Illis White Cast in the game, Henry Canyon, Primrock, Alaska Zilla. Like so, like I'm I'm biased. My shit is a little, you know. I fuck with Uncommon Nasty, so it's like it's not apathy. It's not really fair. But at the apathy. same time, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? A Taurus is a Taurus, and this goes across the board. So yeah, like I've I've also met White. It's a good life that, lesson. Yeah, mm. thank you. And, and I've also met white everybody, MCs and everybody only... hates a tourist. That's the key, right? And everybody and white hates MCs tourists. that only fuck with white MCs because now there's enough yeah. white MCs only That's fuck the with. the weirdest part, right? Like they they kept their heads yeah. in the sand long enough because ah, there's only like three or four. Oh, there's twenty, thirty. Castro, oh, man. You know, I, I said this to you. So, y'all know if Alaska ever said this to you. Me and Alaska might have said this at some point to each other or a group text or on a phone. There's nothing worse than watching or listening to a white rapper and being like, yo. It's clear to me this motherfucker only listens to white rap. The white music. Yep. yep. That shit yep. is weird. That shit is weird yep. to me. Mm-hmm. That to me is like, I, look, man, not everybody's going to be Paul Wall. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's I'm not nasty. the cards for everybody. Paul Wall is bad, yo. That yeah, 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 fucking, or, like, or like fucking Slane. You know what I mean? Slane is like hood looking ass nasty. dude. Well, you, but, um, but, but, but Remedy is reachable. Remedy is the Nate Robinson. You can okay. you can you can maybe be remedy. He took he took you care of it. My thing is like care about the craft, man. That's it. I could tell from your first four bars I ever heard from. You. I could tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could tell. It's easy. You know what I'm saying? Like just like and just well, like to me, like oh go, go, no finish. I want you to uh, so I I guess the question is then is like if you're okay, I'll preface it by saying like the last fifteen years working like day jobs, nine to five, corporate, nonprofit, office places. I've worked with a lot of black women and a lot of black people from around the world. Every part of Africa, every part of the US. Like that's just my day to day. And the thing I've learned, and like I've dated black women, whatever. The thing I've learned is like black <laughs> He's always gonna sneak that in last. No, because it but <laughs> it's, it's tied in there. I'm like Colodrill from Bronx Tale, boy. Uh, I'm just saying that, that like what I'm saying is it's like what I've learned is black people with white they they just want you to be you like you said about wigger and that shit like 
if you do try to play the wig or car like homeboy that got punched in the face at the beginning of the episode, like saying, you know, you don't get the pass, right? So I guess nope. I'm wondering is like what if you're a white dude, like when you're, you said soul earlier, right? He's a white mm-hmm. fucking yep. guy from Maine. You know what I mean? I never met this dude. I think he follows me yeah. on Twitter. He put out one record that was actually wild hot called Man's Best Friend, like mid-2000s. That's like really slept on. He's He's been grinding, man. And if you're a white well, dude I, I from give, Maine. I want to give like, people what, a gem. I'm going to give you a gem. The gem is don't act like doing rap and hip-hop will give you a pass because there is no pass. No. Once you get over, there's no path. I'm not giving you an access card. Well, now you can be with us and shit like that. Just do you, and that yeah. that 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 authenticity that's gonna give you access. Not faking some funk or you know wearing blackface at a college party in a Michael yeah. Jordan jersey, claiming it's Thug Night, right? And so what I'm, what well, I guess well, I think the important man. thing, yeah, the important thing is just basically like you're coming if you're a white rapper like. One be of the culture, right? Absorb it all. Mm-hmm. Don't just like mm-hmm. take one aspect yep. of. It. Don't be like, oh, I only listen to these indie cats, and you know, like be friends with people, like be a real person, like fucking have dinner with people. Don't just like go around collecting photos where it's like, oh, these are the, my black friends. That I have Thank you. With. Thank these you. These are the people that. I That's only perfect. see at shows. Like Do go out and have undocumented. Go, go to their Thank house, you. meet their family, Thank invite you. them to your house, meet your family. Like, Thank be you. friends. Great. Be a fucking Great real point. person. Don't be Great like an point. image that you think you're selling so people fucking give you props and you get over on that because you could rap. Who gives a fuck? Like, that's the least important part of that shit. That's real, bro. That's, that's, that, that's, that's it right there. Yeah, don't Takashi 69 yourself. <laughs> I love you. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, don't do Yo, that. Even, even cats... I have beef with, or we don't fuck with each other, or we had a falling out, or we grew away from each other. I knew their moms, their uncle, their sister, their crib, like their real names. I was in a mix with their real life. And it yeah, wasn't just mm-hmm. on some like, well, I need a feature from this dude, or I need this dude to manage yes. me, or yeah, whatever. Point. Like, it's, and it's, it was sad, like, to lose those connections with these dudes that, that were non white people. Um, but like, it, it was it was a no brainer to be like, yo, like I'll come by your crib and it's your mom's birthday. Word, okay, awesome. Yeah. And while I'm there, I'm not trying to be like, yo, what's up, motherfucker? Like, you know what I mean? Like, not trying to, yeah, put all airs yep. like that. Like that yeah. shit is stupid. Unless I was like, now here, now me and Cash are on that last kind of, you know, like we we've known like hood ass white dudes that mm-hmm. grew up fucking projects. <laughs> With, yeah. with, the, with the points in their hair and the fucking fitted with the flat brim, you know what I mean? Tim's mm-hmm. all day, get the pass, oh, yeah. say the N-word, you know, dated exclusive black chicks and all that. That's their life. Like, that's authentic. Like, I could never, that's not my life, but that's theirs. No. But that, that that's still pretty rare. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the easiest to find. But no, when we're, but I think, we're, I think if you live an authentic life, people are going to respect you no matter what you do. And if you do have a hip hop upbringing, it does not mean you're going to turn into a fucking MC either. Like, that's another yeah. part of it. Like, it doesn't just mean, like, oh, I can rap now because I'm the token white guy in my neighborhood either. Um, you know, um, but we have another leg of this conversation, right? Yes, why, why, why don't we take our first break? <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Oh, yeah. Cool. God damn. Definitely take a break. Yeah, break. we're going strong, man. Take a quick break. break. We're going to sell you some records for some white rappers. Yeah, buy some shit. Break. Break.
No, don't do that. That's outcasting. Super right. duty. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely monopolize that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like you can't Every even time do I it. hear that, that's I automatically. And no, that. Super Duty does it. They, they have like a little anime, so it comes off. But I think that's it. One, two, and that's it. Yeah. I don't even think anybody could do it anymore. Um, no, they, they, they're right. still. Cool. You hear that? What's that? Yo, this is your man Castro here representing the new duo Shrapnel, which is me and Prem Rock. So we hit y'all first with our new EP. Hobart, brought to you by the wonderful folks at Backwoods Studios. Look out for that banging ass LP coming next year. For now, enjoy this blade. You can get it at shrapnel.bandcamp.com or find us at backwoodsstudios.com. Plug in, suckers. All right, we're back. So I guess the last area we were supposed to talk about was sort of the drift towards white nationalism in rap. And Zilla and I have talked about this, and Castro as well. Castro kind of vehemently disagrees with it. (laughs) Um, But it's a loose theory that I have. Um, And it's based on my time in the scene, especially being on Def Jux. It's not something that I assumed to be related to Def Jux. So let me just say that right up front. This is not an indictment of the label or the people on the label or the vast majority of the people that supported the label. But when we were out there, there were always elements of kids that were like, and we've talked about this on earlier episodes, I think, that were like, I like you guys because you guys are the pure real shit. Like you don't talk about thug shit. You don't talk about jewelry. You don't talk about violence. You don't talk about, you know, whatever it is. You talk about what rap is supposed to be about, which I always found offensive and I found it to be coded language. Um, Mm. And, you know, you kind of started seeing this more and more within the indie scene as this indie scene got whiter and whiter. Like when that scene started, it was just a mixed race group of fucking kids that loved hip hop. It had yeah. probably had a little more white to it than, you know, the scenes prior to it, but it yeah. was still just a mix of kids that loved hip hop. As the scene evolved, as it started getting coverage in like Herb Magazine, Village Voice, Rolling Stone, whatever it was, Spin Magazine, it started bringing in elements of bro culture, right? So you would mm-hmm. go to shows and you would see just dudes that were bros. They were just there to get fucked up, listen to music, maybe start a fight, um, and then just tell you what hip hop's all about. And I kind of see elements in like white nationalism, like especially like Proud Boys type dudes and like fucking like the young like white nationalist alt right thing that like just feels very familiar to me. It's like these kids that were looking to rally against the system and not knowing where to put it, and they latched onto this thing that they were told was anti-authoritarian. But they also had fucking some racism in them. And whether they knew exactly what that was or not, the way that they talked about everything, they sort of telegraphed it. And I think, you know, anytime you have people like that, there is the tendency for 
going to a more extreme version, right? Not everybody's going to go that route. Most people are probably just like, oh, I got a job. I stopped fucking thinking about music. I got married. I had kids. And I fucking watched the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, or I watch, you know, whatever baseball team I like. And I fucking <laughs> yeah, drink and yeah, barbecue fuck, with my friends on the Houston weekend. Astros. Motherfuck the Houston Astros and the Red Sox can suck my dick. Go on. You mean the, the 2018 World Series champions? Yeah, the, the, okay. the, the legitimate um, champions who just did it on their own. Go for it. Yeah, no, there's no proof of them cheating. Word, so, word, um, honest guys, fuck them in the ass. Anyway, you don't care about that stuff. You just want to be outraged. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, like you see that, like it's sort of like the Fight Club mentality, right? It's like there's this thing you find a sense of belonging, but eventually it's not serving the thing you want. So you look for the more extreme version of it, and eventually it leads you to places like the alt right. And I think it also leads you to places like um, Antifa, right? Like it's there's two different sides to that. Like some people are going to go towards a side where they're, they're more politically, politically active. They're more engaged in community. They're more engaged in trying to make a better world for everyone. And then there's going to be the ones that play the victim and are like, this is fucking the world's turned against me. The world doesn't care about me anymore. And I think that there are elements of that, especially in the indie scene that was a predominantly white scene. Um, you used to see it in the way people would battle, the way people would talk about rap music, the way people would talk about rappers. Um, there was, you know, a rapper that was mentioned earlier. We did a recording session with them at someone's house, and they just spoke with black sense the whole time, like trying to make fun of rappers that were like on some thug uh, shit, bro, on some fucking, you know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck gross. is that? So it's like this sort of like underlying racism that's there that I think kind of has a good opportunity to spawn into that. And you see that a lot. You see that in sort of like the way, like sort of the culture is co-opted, the way the messaging is kind of co-opted. And yeah, I feel like there is some aspect of white nationalism that grew out of indie rap culture. I may be wrong. People can tell me I'm a fucking idiot, but in my heart of hearts, I feel like I'm right. It's like people who like fight club, man. It's like fucking, Anything like that. People who used to be into Alex Jones. Alex Jones was shit that people used to listen to in underground hip-hop and talk about. People were into all those conspiracy theories. So you can't tell me that there's not some dovetailing that goes into that world as well now. I think you're right. That's just um, my take. I think when you when you first when you first broached the topic, I never even thought about it, but I was like, that makes a lot of fucking sense to me. Because just from my like I still to this day don't feel like I have a, a firm footing in a particular scene or world only because i love cloud dead and dose one and y and i love fucking dmx styles p and jay-z and it's like hard for me to find people yeah. in terms of like consumers fans whoever like it's very rare that I, I deal with people that know all of those records from fucking sauce money to fucking buck 65 and so True, but if sorry, if you were if if mm -hmm. you start touring, you'll see who you right. Make bunch and so with there you go. You're considered so like, indie hip hop, yeah. That's where that happens, right? So it's like home. You play with everybody. When you go out to fucking Tuscaloosa, you're playing with fucking MC Spherical <laughs> Cereal, and you're fucking, uh -huh. you know. Like, was a, well, check it, this out. Hey, um, let me pause it this because. This is something that just recently happened, depending on when we air this. But I think there was a either primary, either in Ohio or Virginia. Maybe it was Virginia. 
And there was all these militia motherfuckers, you know, walking yeah. around, armed up, suited up, wearing four hundred dollars worth of gear, or whatever. And you know, everybody was positing, well, if this was black folks doing this, or if this was, uh, you know, Muslims and hijabs, how would it be responded to? But if we're talking about the natural, not natural, but the unnatural pipeline, uh, some dev jokes stands into these white nationalists. I start thinking yeah. of. Uh, I start thinking of, um, you know, LP's rhetoric, and it wasn't reckless. It was just what he was going through back then. But just the end is nigh. Um, the apocalypse mm-hmm. is right around the corner. Do you think that's when these kids started, like, well, oh, I need to start getting a cache of weapons and start learning survival techniques and stuff? Do you think that could have spawned some of that? Like, you know, if, if you went down that rabbit hole, which was very readily available right then, you know, LP was another way to gain access to that rabbit hole of, well, the world's going to end in, you know, a certain amount of days. I need to build a bunker and learn weapons yeah. and all that shit. Um, I just I just noticed that. I don't know if it was I mean, I, I don't know if, like, I don't want to say, like, it, it was Def Jux or it was, you know, Rhyme hey, Sayers Tom. or it was whatever. Right, um, no. Or it was a particular artist. But that was yeah. sort of what was in the zeitgeist. Like, I mean, conspiracy theory shit was going on when we were playing New Eureka Poets Cafe, and it was, you know, almost a 95% African-American crowd as well. That shit was there. But, you know, Behold the Pale Horse was always... I remember yeah, fucking Goody Mob at Boston. the time. But it was like, you know... Yeah, yep. but, you know, I think you can see sort of how this movement went to create this sort of sub world within hip hop almost like for lack of a better term i guess i'll say a commune instead of a ghetto <laughs> fucking <laughs> cuz there's a bunch of like you know white kids that all like live together and shit but um you know it's sort of this this self segregated people that are exploring a sort nice. of a sort of anti-authoritarian, conspiracy-laden, mm. apocalyptic art form. And I think, you know, there probably is elements of that. I mean, I don't doubt in certain sections of the country that mm-hmm. that's just something that's already there in general. You know, like the sort of um, Second it's Amendment. Funny. That's a fashion and, line right now. Mm-hmm. Anti-social social club. Yeah. I think it's a band too, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just know they do merch too, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, I you know I don't know if if my theory is fucking ridiculous or not, but I just can't help but see the things that are now seen as leading to this sort of like alt right, racist conspiracy, fucking right wing crazy propaganda machine that we have are the same things that we're fucking talking about um, at the time. You know what, like, the more we're talking about this shit, the more I think it's, like, like, you're... I mean, living in cities, which all of us have had, like, major cities our whole life, these aren't things we never even had to fucking consider, just because we're surrounded by people that look like us, don't look like us, different languages, different cultures, customs, and we could either, like, acknowledge it and fuck with it, or acknowledge it and be like, you know, I don't really get down with that but like that's what these people do that's what's up and you're just exposed to it but if you're living like you said like Tuscaloosa yeah. or fucking Mesa Arizona or wherever like you may just only ever deal with people that look exactly like you and so when someone who rolls in town looks exactly yeah. like you 
And like you said, doesn't auto rap about fucking jewelry and drugs and all that shit. So you're like one of the good guys. And it's like, well, uh, I love rap about jewelry and girls and drugs. It's the best fucking rap ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and everything that you think you're saying about us being like, oh, it's just about good music. It's about community was actually, I mean, that was a part of what early hip hop was, but a lot of early hip hop was fucking yeah, was rappers delight. talking about flossing, was talking about partying, was talking about jewels, was talking about, you know, crime that was going on around them, was talking about violence that was happening. Like that shit's from the very beginning. So it's like, you just have no fucking history and you're seeing something that you feel threatened by and you're projecting that outward and finding some sort of like saviors in us fucking white dudes Straight that up. are rapping to you. And I don't know. It's fucked up to me. You know, it's like you don't actually have a grasp of it. And I, and to a point like, you know, when you're touring, you kind of see how isolated a lot of these communities are. Right. So it's like, and at that time it was like sort of pre-internet, like internet was in its early stages still. So it's like, you know, it might just be a matter Uh of fucking location and isolation. That, you know, these people, this is what they think. This is mm-hmm. what they've come to gather from their research. Um, so I don't know. But then you also, the other thing you see when you're touring is you see like the levels of fucking poverty and hopelessness throughout this country. And, you know, we're always told that poverty and hopelessness only comes from the inner city. But you have the same type of generational poverty and hopelessness throughout the country, throughout rural America. And I think, you know, there are these fucking promises that come to them and these people that they sort of latch on to. And, you know, for some of them, it was deaf jokes. For others, it was like Obama. Oh, like how many right. Obama voters ended up voting for Trump down the line, right? They're, they're looking for something that's going to fucking save them from this generational existence that they have that's, you know... Fucking is that, bro? Like hopeless. It's, it's, I, I I'm I'm fucking yeah. on everything. With so this, and I think it's like it's a group of um it's a group of people that you know don't have any hope and realize like yeah we're, uh, I've I've been dealt a bad hand. Well, how am I gonna handle it? And so when you when you introduce like white rap to that shit, it's like yo yeah these white dudes don't most white dudes like like Macklemore and all that shit like they don't come from places of like yo you need the hustle to live you need to fucking sell crack to feed you and your brother or whatever or you know you're trying to get like the newest polo shit you're gonna go steal it from macy's yeah. like they don't those dudes for some reason don't become rappers you know what i mean like with the exception like ill bill and you know like hood ass dudes like or yeah. despot or something but excuse me i just think it's like the other weird thing i want to throw in there the mix is like i've encountered a lot of white rappers where these motherfuckers are like, they like literature and English and they gravitate to rap because of like the word. Yes. And I love that shit too. Like I'm a word maniac. Like I love reading. I love writing. I love like certain rappers just from how they phrase shit. But I also love rap a lot. All of that shit. And it's when I, when I meet some of these white rappers, I look at them, I'll be like, like you're too lazy to write a book. So you rap. I'm like, you're not, you like the fucking language arts side of this shit, which is dope, which I love also. But 
you don't give a fuck about like flow or like mm-hmm. experiences or like a DJ premiere beat. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. It, you're on some like avant-garde, like Shakespeare English lit shit. And to me, it's like I feel like an asshole because I'm just like, well, that's like your style. But to me, I'm like, rap isn't about like po like uh, studying fucking french poetry and shit and you know what i mean like it's not it's about all of that shit it's about <laughs> too short and dmx and ludicrous and fucking MJ, mjg and fucking asop and blueprint like it's not like well i only fuck with these dudes that are like hyper literate you know what i mean like i hate that shit that's the that's the but i only right. see that with white rappers with like the hyper literate type of shit and i'm like that's the shit where I'm like that to me that that that's that's violating right there, you know what I mean? Because I'm like you don't know you don't fuck with Fat Joe, you don't mm. fuck with Pun, you don't f- you know, like God damn really. And nobody's nobody's saying you have to fuck with those those people we mentioned. We're just saying like there's no diversity in your listening. So what are you here for? You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't like all of it, you can't pick and choose the part you like. Again, like what Alaska said earlier, with the um oh you make you know, you're not talking all that gun bang and you make safe, like man. you're making this safe rap rap. I feel comfortable. Yo, man, Benny and Conway and talk that shit. I, don't, I never lived never that was. life, they, but you know they do saying? it so goddamn good. I play it the most. You know what I mean? Talk about plugs and fucking carrying weight and shooting right. motherfuckers and camping outside in their house. And like, that shit is incredible how they put it together. You know what I mean? Like, I could, I'd never live that life yeah. ever. And I'm not like on some voyeurist, like, oh, I love to listen to these black dudes talk about shooting each other holy shit it's just like yo the skill involved and like how they do it and the voice and the and the and the inflect like all the technical shit is so fly i'm like damn and the beat's crazy but it's not like oh i don't like that mm, no it doesn't doesn't reflect like uh the the the, the iambic pentameter so i mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, it also doesn't it doesn't reflect what I've read in books about rap music oh. from a bunch of fucking writers who haven't necessarily lived the culture, but they talk about like the sort of idealized version of it that they have in their head. And now that's the version that I think rap music is and rap music was this historically was. It's not like through my lived experience within the genre and within the music. It's from the things that I've consumed through yeah. other forms of culture. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, it's like, if you can, if you're on some literature shit and loving words and you don't fuck with, like, Freeway or Pun, or, you know what I mean? Like, or, or like, I, I just don't understand it. Thank like, you. And that's what I said, like, when, when it, it pains me when I listen to a white rapper, like, this motherfucker only listens to white rappers, or his favorite rapper is a white rapper, because I, again, like, not saying you need to fake the funk or you gotta be a wigger or you gotta put a different tone of voice on, but, like there should be some hints of like the type of shit you're into, and if, if I I can't if I can't detect anything, nothing, yeah. where I'm like, damn, this there's nothing there. Like this guy don't even like Memphis Bleak or I don't know, whoever like Lil Yachty, then damn, like I, I mean even a little, yeah, you know, a little like bit. that's what's weird to me. Like bit. God, that's but like like remember that dude Yellow Wolf, red dudes. He he was on some like you know backwoods fucking mm-hmm. Americana hillbilly shit. That was his whole persona. You know he's married. Remember that girl Fifi Dobson? Remember her? 
Remember that? You don't remember her from the early 2000s? She's like a pop punk, like hot black. Nope. She's like the black version of Avril Lavigne. He just married her, Yellow Wolf, which is crazy. Okay. Um, but anyway, he's like, you know, okay. backwoods ass, like catfish, all that shit. But when that motherfucker rap, you're like, yo, this dude loves bone thugs. Like, it's very clear. You know what I mean? Even though he's on some backwoods shit, that's his whole lane. Yeah. You know, shirts with no fucking sleeves and like greasy ass hair. It's like when this motherfucker started flowing, you're like, he knows like fucking UGK. He knows all that shit. Like, it's, he knows Outcast. Even though his experience doesn't line up with theirs, and I, I, that's just like that's the hardest thing to pull off is like being very true to your experience and culture while still being like I love I love all kinds of rap and I'm a student of that shit and I can flex it versus like I only look I only fuck with rappers that look like me. Yeah, that's like that's really depressing. <laughs> and they are white nationalists, bro. You are a proud boy. Yeah, man. Fuck. Well, I think I think that's the yeah, shit. Right there. I think. I think. I don't know. Well, well, Castro, what do you think of it all? Um. I mean, you because you, I'm sure you have thoughts, especially on like the indie hip hop side of it. Yeah, I mean, it took me a while, like I said, to suss out again tourists and shit. Like, and what are you really here for and stuff? And so, um. I also think it's very short-sighted to to think that any of the stuff that we used to bang or get into deeply leads to any of that type of thought. Because, again, like, you know, not to sound cliche or or whatever, but hip-hop is all about inclusion. It's about making something out of nothing or something that wasn't there before. And so, you know what I'm saying? It should be more about if if you belong here, then we'll have a place for you here. You know what I'm saying? Not that Word. I'm going to breed more. Like, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't even, I have a problem with, like, frats and sorority. Because mm-hmm. what is the point of black excellence if there's exclusivity in the fine print? I don't understand. Like, why is this a club? And hip-hop ain't no fucking club, man. You don't get a pass. No. You don't get a, you know, there's no access card and shit like that. And, and you know. Um, so, I mean, basically, again, I, I can simplify the whole premise. Mm. If you can play, I'm going to pick you for my team. If not, yeah. sit on the side, cheer us on. We need y'all, too. You know what I mean? But, like, hip-hop is not nothing fleeting that you could just put right. on and then shed, like, a skin. What are you, a snake? I hate that shit. I hate that people think it's so temporary. I, I mean, I, I don't knock them, but I don't like that some people think, oh, that was a thing yeah, well. I did in college. What? bisexuality yeah, or whatever nah. you know what i'm saying like not this and that or anything but just like you know it's funny though the same way when you talk about like, ball players you, you, like they'll always no. compare white basketball players to other white basketball players mm-hmm. like they'll never be like yo yo this dude from fucking yeah duquesne yeah. who's black he reminds me of steve nash they'll be like no nah, it reminds me of fucking oh, yeah. dame lillard right no no never that this is very weird. very weird which is weird in itself but it's just you know but um I don't know. Like again, I guess I'm I'm a little biased. I've met some really genuine cats over all of these damn years to make me. You know, I have faith. In, you know, I have hope for the. You think guy. so? I think y'all will like figure it out this year. I think y'all really set some roots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I, I think y'all blue, y'all blueprint is working. But like again, like um, 
follow what works. Like, look how, you know, look how Slug does it with atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Like, look how even LP does it in today. You know, his partner is is black as all hell. You know what I'm saying? But there's a certain reverence and a mutual understanding of plights and empathy with them, too. So, you know, they're they're each other's biggest supporters and their best friends. And, like, that's, you know, not to use, like, run the jewels as, hey, they fixed it. But, like, what Alaska said earlier, like, you know, be people's friends. Don't just use the the cover of hip hop to like sneak in friendships. Like, see what's going on with people when the music's off. Yeah. And I think that's really, you know, me and me and Zilla always look up wherever we might be in the world and be like, yo, if I didn't do hip hop, I wouldn't be here. Like in amazing yeah. ways and shit like that. And and mm-hmm. you you got to think that with the multiculturalism, like if there wasn't hip hop, this room wouldn't be filled with these type of people. This studio wouldn't have these nope. multiple players. Nah. So, you know. We wouldn't be talking yeah. internationally. Shit, we wouldn't even know each other. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Age, like age does a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're all three different ages. Uh-huh. Without hip hop, we might definitely not know nah. each other. Like just never, yeah, never. Yeah, it's crazy though. Know, you know, you know, you know crazy. Know, mm-hmm. Like I would have been telling Zilla, get just get off my fucking lawn. Get off my lawn with your yeah, you know, shirt. One of my homies I met like one my first week of high school. He lives. He just moved in like literally down the street from me. And then he and I went to college together and shit. But he was on some fucking emo rock shit as we got older. And I got deeper and deeper and deeper into rap. So he just moved back to my neighborhood, like literally down the street from my house, like like one block away. He just moved back like two months ago. I don't kick it with him like that. Because he's not into rap. Mm-hmm. And that's my man. I love him. Like we, 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 we <laughs> were kicking on Halloween. We text him randomly, stupid shit. But... And he, he was bumping 96 mentality. He's like, listen, I got to be real. I haven't listened to rap in 20 years. This is one of the best rap albums I've ever heard in my whole life. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, me up. He's like a Dave Matthews dude. Fucking <laughs> there you go. Professional ass motherfucker. But he's played in bands and all that. But like, I can't. There's a line I draw sensibilities where like, I love this dude all day. We can kick it. But I don't reach out to him. Because I'm like, if you don't like, if you don't like hip hop, you probably don't like basketball. If you don't like basketball. You probably don't like some of the movies I'm fucking with right now. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a straight line. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm watching fucking connected. hockey at the moment right it's now. But it's just mm-hmm. funny to see naturally where this preference has taken all of us. You know what I mean? Like homies and kicking it with and shows and mm-hmm. friendships and acquaintances. And I I think I think the white like I think the, the like the dope shit about Mac Miller was to kind of wrap it up is like when Mac Miller did his Tiny Desk concert, he brought fucking Thundercat with him on NPR. You know what I mean? Thundercat's a dopest motherfucker. And it's like, right. yeah, that's, that's a dude. Right. But that's also a, a nod and a respect to the culture and the practice you're going in. Like, oh, I'm going mm-hmm. to this sphere and I'm playing this type of music. I'm bringing the best with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That could be the and best. It, and, and, and he's coming it, with me. It's kind of so, flat. Yeah. I, I suggest everybody check the Mac Miller yeah. record. Even if you're not a fan, you know, it's not like mind blowing, but it's just like some fucking cool, chill, dope shit just to have. It's he's singing on a record, he raps a little bit, um, versus like, you know, the Eminem shit, like corny dad jokes and like excessive Royce the Five Nine. There is, I will, I will give Eminem this. There's, there are some decent moments and there's some, there's some, 
nods back to some earlier material that, you know, if you were a fan of Eminem, I used to be a real big fan of Eminem before he made the plunge. So yeah, but I think there's like 20 joints. A couple of songs. There's like 20 Honestly, joints. A couple, like, mm-hmm. couple meaning two. No, a couple Dog, meaning there's, two. There's, like, there's I'm, skits. I'm meaning, there's like, like three or four Really? Skits. It's a 20 song yeah, record? 20 song. doing skits. No, like, all right, let me, let me be real. There's a few. Few meaning three. Like I'm meaning the actual yeah, sure. numerical yeah, sure. representation. Yo, all these albums are making when you're like, yo, I gotta stop and make some skits. Yeah. Come on, bro. Was it '98? Oh God, I gotta force myself. Like I'm horrible. I gotta make it and then skits. Scrap it. I don't know what the fuck to do with skits. Like I don't know. And we we can do interludes where the song is like a minute and ten. It's fly. It's a cool little bridge song. This motherfucker did skits. I was like, wow. Right. Intros, skits. Jesus oh Christ. With, with a fake knocking sound, probably. <sighs> hey, who's at my studio door? Let Yo, me go that, check. And on some real shit, wow. <laughs> he officially <laughs> like metamorphosized Royce to 5'9 into like a super fucking cornball rapper. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't. What's oh, the, the Joel Ortiz line. line. Oh, thank say God. It. He says, say it. he says, yes. You're... Say it. Say it. Say it. Now, wait. We're, we're, this is Eminem's fault. He made this record, so this is why this line exists. He so said, even he Joel it, Ortiz. This motherfucker. Yo, and, and, and Alaska loves this dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, what, what album's really good? Dog, this negates everything this man ever made in his life. You ready? He says, "I will forever rep for House Slippers." Bro, you're 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 about to unrep that immediately. You're about to put that okay. shit back. He says the yeah. line. He says yeah. he says yeah. some yeah. shit yeah. like you like a cross between the, a unicorn and a unibomber. I'm gonna knock you. So get off that high horse because you a goner or some shit. I was like, oh my god. Thank y'all. This has been Call Out Culture. This is an episode oh. of the white rapper. Tell him why you white. This motherfucker does this to people. He makes them become ridiculous dad. That these are dad jokes, dog. These are million dollar dad jokes. Million dollar budget to write dad jokes. Come on, dog. Jesus. <laughs> you know we love the yeah. conversation as always, listeners. So you know, hit us. Yeah, make sure Twitter. you subscribe, man. Rate. Review. Get get our ratings back up, man. You motherfuckers been lacking. Yeah, man. Yo, give me yeah. five stars yeah, every yeah. day. Leave some comments and shit. And also, like, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, go go last. Go. I know. I've been watching this show, Letter Kenny. Have you guys ever seen it's that on shit? Hulu? No. Yeah, I, I seen it on my no. listings. I haven't. It's fucking. No. It's mad funny. I, I ripped through all eight seasons hella quick. Yeah, but it's this is relevant. This is relevant to the conversation. There's like a it's a ho- There's a hockey team in the town, right? Mm-hmm. And they're about to play for the championship. And the coach says, we only got one shot at this. One chance. One win. You know, vomit in your mom's spaghetti or whatever that talking singer says. <laughs> vomit in your mom's spaghetti. <laughs> there he goes. Talking, talking singer. Talking singer. That's great. Vomit in your mom's spaghetti. <laughs> All right, y'all. We, but I, I, I do recommend that show. It's a good, like, weird Canadian show. Oh, also, Canadians. another Hulu plug. Atlanta season one is up. So if y'all have Hulu, check that out. Oh, I've been, plug. Uh, I, well, it's only two seasons deep, so like rewatching it. I mean, it's it's a, it's one of the best shows of the century, clearly. Um, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. Hulu plug, which I decided today is going to be my 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 winter rewatch because I always I, I pick one show every winter and rewatch the whole run. 
What? My motherfucking show. This you guys ain't fucking with this shit. Justified dog. Best show. Oh God, here you go. All right, no, all right. Damn. I'm out, y'all. Yo, yeah. Justified is the greatest call shit. Culture. You know how close. You know how close I came to naming my son Raylan after the main Timothy Olyphant's character. We're call out Raylan. culture. Yo, real quick, you gotta plug your show. Christ. If you if you did that, you would have to do songs with Mac Lethal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mac City, Lethal. Oh God, he made. No, we're not bringing him up. We ain't getting no time. Yo, Kim, Kim, you, you gotta plug your show. Oh you yeah, sorry. Show I got a show on the thirtieth. Um, it's Shrapnel, which is me and Primrock, um, More Mother, and Bong. Billy Woods and Elusive. Bong. Oh, um, nice in Philly, yeah, fucks. So, where at? So yeah. That'll be at Johnny Brenda's in Philadelphia. It's where, it's, it's, oh, it's where nice. they filmed. Uh, where they filmed Tessa Thompson in Creed One when she's yeah. singing right, so, her oh, fucking. Nice. Let me make it clear. I'm oh, sorry. All right, so we have a show on the thirtieth. At Johnny Brenda's, it's More Mother, it's Elucid, it's Billy Woods, and it's Shrapnel, which is me and nice. Primrock. And this is all leading up to our album release, which is imminent. We'll have a date for y'all soon, so just uh, just keep your ears to the pavement and come out to the show. Johnny Brenda's, Philadelphia. Excellent. Yeah. And it was right, the out. lineup. It's not it's not Arm and Hammer. It's Billy Woods and then Elucid, yep. and then More Mother. Nice. Yep. Yeah, man. Stay tuned for the shrapnel shit. All right. And then, we out. And then me, yeah, man. All right. Peace. Peace.